I got a lot of friends in the NFL, but none of them are bigger and badder and bolder than my man Trent Brown, and I have never done this before. I have never done an interview while somebody is getting the fresh line out, the fresh cut right now. Trent, how you feeling, man? It's good to see you. You doing good. How about you, man? It's been a while. It has. And that sound you hear is a buzzer. We're going to get good natural sound uh, in this interview. Last time I talked to you, it was right after you had signed that monster deal to go to Oakland, uh, now Las Vegas. And I think what's so great is you said it's motivation. I'm not going to take it easy. And not only did you not take it easy, you went to the Pro Bowl and you proved yourself right. How did it feel last year, man? How was it in your first year with the Raiders? Uh, it was a lot of fun, actually. Uh, we got a lot of young guys that could bring a lot of energy, a lot of juice to practice every day, a lot of just the work period. Uh, then we got probably the liveest head coach in the NFL in, in all the sports, honestly. Um, so it was, it was pretty cool. I'm looking forward to this year. I was looking at you and AB and it was the Brown boys and all that. And then all the craziness happened, but you still performed. I think Derek went from getting sacked over 50 times the year before to you guys, I think had it under 30. Um, yeah. I saw some quotes recently, man. You you think that there's a lot of promise. What are you seeing or thinking about right now that's getting you so excited? Well, lead, even leading up to last year's season, I, I felt like we had the best O-line in the league. Um, I love coach. I love our O-line coach. I love uh, our whole O-line room. Um, Rodney is the best center in the league, hands down, without a doubt. Uh, I, I feel like we got the best – Best players at each position across across the front in the league. You guys went out and you got this Henry Ruggs kid. And I was talking to Max about him. And I feel like all of you guys are like, we just want to see him run. Like, are you, you just want to see the guy out there? Shit, I just want to, I just want to take the top off. That's it. Was that, was it open last year and you just didn't have the guy to get it done? I mean, considering we had, the best run game in the league, we were seeing eight-man fronts every week. You know what I mean? We still had, what, top three run game throughout the whole season. I mean, with with us having the weapons that we just added in the draft and in the free agency, it's, it's really about to be scary. Yeah, you were telling me, uh, I remember last year when John Gruden signed you, and he's like, oh, I'm so excited that you're going to be here, man. What uh, you said he was the livest coach in sports. Any stories from that first season that you can share that kind of show what it's like to play for Gruden? Um, I feel like everybody's seen it all. I mean, nothing, nothing like intimate or special to me. Just Gruden being Gruden. Yeah. Um. So we're recording this on Thursday, and it got announced today that after the game. There will be no jersey swaps because we're afraid of what, – what did you think of that news? Um, I honestly think it's some bullshit. If you're going to have us out there playing against each other, why not? You know what I mean? Because, honestly, this is probably – like, I was looking at the schedule with the opponents. We don't have the schedule yet, but this is probably the year I would have traded jerseys the most. You know what I mean? Because I'm seeing a lot of people that I know, a lot of, a lot of my homies. So I would have definitely been trading jerseys probably every week. So we're thinking Von Miller. Definitely still going to make it happen, though, somehow. Yeah, because I think you guys can still send them to each other later. Yeah. Um, but Von Miller's probably one, right? You might have him already. Not yet. Okay, so Von, who else were you thinking about trading with? Um, the Patriots. I got to get my dog Shaq. 
Um, oh, you're talking offensive lineman Shaq Mason. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, play the Falcons. I got to get Grady Jared. I got to get uh, Dante Fowler because, of course, like I, I would have traded with him after the Super Bowl, but it was just like this is a Super Bowl jersey. I got to keep this one. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I got to get his. Um, who else? Shit, I ain't looked at opponents in a while. Um, but any anybody I got a, a partner on, on the team, I'm getting the jersey. It's funny. You say Grady Jarrett. Grady Jarrett's one of those guys that I just don't think a lot of football fans know, but football players are like, he's a monster. Like, he's he, every single play. I've been knowing Grady since high school. Wow. You know what I mean? And we kind of we kind of fit the same story. The, the whole greatest underdog thing, I mean, he's definitely an underdog. And it's, I, I think it's pretty cool that he got to stay home and he got drafted by his hometown team. That was dope as hell. It, it's wild that he can go in the national championship and get like three sacks and he still doesn't go until the fifth round. And you're like, sometimes you just look at the NFL and it doesn't make sense. Like you in the seventh. Even even in that first Super Bowl, he had like three sacks. He went crazy. Crazy. <laughs> uh, well, how did it, how did it, do you, how did it feel to turn a chip on the shoulder of people saying that maybe you got, you, oh, you're going to flame out. Did you, did, were you able to use that for the season? Did it feel good? I mean, because you would think people would know me by now, but they still don't. They still they're still sleeping on me, but it's all good. I I I actually love it. I need it. It's just fuel to the fire. What have you been doing this season, this off season, to just stay active amidst all the quarantine and COVID nineteen? I actually I haven't. I wasn't really big on lifting weights up until this off season. Um, I'm the strongest I've ever been right now. I mean. Considering how I've held my own on the field without really implementing weights into my training regimen, I'm literally just... You're telling I'm, me that you tossed defenders 10 yards back on plays and you didn't even lift weights and now you're stronger? Yeah. What's about to happen to everybody, Trent? We're going to see. <laughs> you're going to be pancaking them. Nuts. <laughs> um was it because you watched the last dance and you saw Michael Jordan lifting weights and you're like, okay, I could do that too? Nah, it wasn't even that. It was just uh, last year I, I dealt with a lot of small nagging injuries. Um, and yeah, then you had I the pec injury, season, right? I ended the season on IR. Um, so I really just been trying to focus on strengthening the small muscles. Um, and my, me and my trainer have been going at it since like end of January. Do you so, think for some athletes – the fact that all the distractions were removed, it may have actually helped a number of them focus this offseason. Um, when I say distractions, there was no media tour. There's no, you can't really go on a ton of vacation. You know what I mean? I don't think so because, I mean, nothing was open. So hmm. the, the whole, like, being able to train, it was, it was just non-existent. Like, you Unless really you could bring it to your house. Right. And – even that was delayed. Um, I, I think I finally got weights in my house in April. Yeah. Maybe May. So. All right. So what are we doing? Are we benching? Like what's, what's the one that you threw it up and everybody went, Oh crap. In the weight room. Um, well, I was what six to eight weeks out of, uh, after tearing my pick and I was, I hit three fifteen for a set of three after a drop set of 12. So, I'm, I'm I'm pretty strong right now. <laughs> and that was that was just 
six to eight weeks after tearing it. So, Man. and then I, what? well, Monday we did four sets of eight. Uh, I probably did three fifteen for a set of eight. And that was the last set. A struggle with the last rep, but we had bands on it as well. So, what did you just burp up? What did you have for lunch? <laughs> I had a salad. <laughs> Man, one of my favorite moments of hard knocks was you crushing fruit by the foot crushing bro yeah nah i didn't even i didn't i swear to god i didn't even know the cameras were rolling because like in our room I, like I, I was told that the cameras wouldn't be rolling and then next thing you know <laughs> i'm viral <laughs> it was like the end of the show the credits are rolling and you're just like yamming on fruit i was trying the to get a commercial though they oh they really they need me to do a commercial for real i'm trying to what's up Come on, Fruit by the Foot, let's do it. Let's do it right now. Hey, Fruit by the Foot, when we were growing up, we loved your food. And guess who loves it even more than anybody? Trent Brown, the biggest man in the NFL. He can make your product the biggest one in the candy store. Get to him. Mm -hmm. I would, you know what? I wish I knew I would have made you have a Fruit by the Foot right now and I would have done one of those races with you. Uh, I think nobody's going to beat me. (laughs) <laughs> all right bet next time next time How, how's your baby right now what's it like being that dad i know it was like a newborn last time yeah they're doing good man they're getting big it's crazy um just watching them move around the house and stuff they're, they're, they're having their own finding their own independence and stuff i'm i'm just loving it honestly um they just climb all over you man they think my head is the floor my back is i mean i like i i just literally I have no peace. <laughs> I wouldn't go any other way, though. Uh, so when I had uh, Crosby on, he was talking about how Josh Jacobs is funny and he'll talk, but he's very focused. You've blocked for a lot of running backs uh, and in, in a number of different systems, from the Niners to the Patriots, now the Raiders. When you create a hole and somebody like Josh hits it, how different is it? What is it like when he takes advantage of what you made? Man, it's it's crazy because Josh is special to be that young, and it, I don't, I don't, some people are just gifted, you know what I mean. So for him to be that young and really be able to hit the hole how he does and really just find scenes and make something not out of nothing because we really yeah us, we got the best line to lead, but us seeing eight man fronts like we can't get everybody, you know what I mean. But the way he hits the hole and makes stuff happen, like. We averaged like 4.6 yards a carry last year or, or maybe a little higher than that. I don't know. Yeah. Is it his vision? <laughs> is it the cut? Like when you watch film, what is it about it that you go, not a lot of people can do that? Like he said, he's for him to be that young and he's setting defenders up at the second level and, and sticking his foot in the ground, getting upfield north and south, and he's finding holes. You know what I mean? Like it's really crazy. And for this is actually going to be my second, my first time in my career being in uh, the same system for a second time. You know what I mean? I've had a different head coach every year, different system, a different offense. So uh, it's going to be special. The carryover is going to be crazy. Who is your guys' competition for best O-line in the league? The Colts? Mm, Yeah, I guess so. Since uh, Dallas is kind of dismantled now. They just lost Travis Frederick, their center. Yeah. And they, they had that title for a long time, probably like yeah. five years. So would you get, so when, 
when you say something like that, is that a message to D linemen or is that a message to other O linemen like step your game up? No, I don't think O-lines really get into competition with each other across the league. I mean, we're, we're more of a, like, friendly brotherhood type of deal. We all want to see everybody doing good across the board. Um, because, and I, I feel like you guys also, your names only get talked about when you get beat. So you, you, you understand each other so much more than anybody else. Right, the real unsung heroes out there. Um, and I wouldn't even say it's a challenge to D-linemen either. I think it's just a credit to the group. Uh, I'll tell you what, man, the barber's kicking ass right now. I mean, getting around the ears, getting nice and tight. Oh, yeah, Scope always getting me right. I love it. Yeah, because, like, I, so I'm doing NBA stuff, and I was talking to the NBA to ask them questions, and they're like, yeah, we're we're providing barbers for and the NBA players. And I'm like, all the athletes I know have their own barber. And so if you're bringing in, like, five or ten barbers for all the NBA players, like, some of these guys have very particular cuts, you know? I, I don't think that would go over well. I think it's going to be a lot of scruffy look going on because everybody, you can't, especially the older guys, like, I tell my, I, I mess with my older homeboys all the time. I be telling them, like, the older you get, the less, the less mess ups you, like, you got with your barber, like, before you got to cut it all off. You feel me? Like, cause you got to take gonna it home. Back. You got to bring it home. Yeah. So, um, when you saw uh touchdown Tom Brady head down to Tampa, your former your former QB, were you shocked or were you I could see that happening? I mean, it was definitely a landing spot I didn't think of beforehand. I honestly thought uh we'll be going after him just because of all the stuff that was going on uh with the fight. They they spoke a little bit and this and that, but that wasn't the case, uh, but that was definitely that wasn't the landing spot that I had on my radar for him. And then um, after the fact, and then you look at what they already had and what they added, it's kind of like okay, yeah, that makes a whole lot of sense. But they got weapons everywhere. He has never had a Mike Evans, a Chris Godwin. They got like two or three tight ends now with Gronk uh, down there and OJ Howard, like. And they got some. They got some interesting running backs. When, when something like that happens in the league, the rest of the league, do they talk about it a lot? I think. I think the whole world was talking about that one when when they kind of figured out that he wasn't going back to New England. But I don't think anybody but him and Tampa Bay knew that. Yeah. That's he was. So we talked earlier about you having a chip on your shoulder. Do you think? Belichick has a chip on his shoulder to prove everybody that he's still the GOAT without Brady? And do you think Brady is thinking about that too with Belichick? I think Belichick is looking to prove even more that he can win. I think they both are. I think, so I think And as much as, as much as funny as it looks for Tom to not be in New England uniform, I really think it's they did football justice. Like, you, we really get to see two of the best quarterbacks in the, in the game ever, you know what I mean, go at it twice a year. Oh, in terms of Brady and Breeze. Yeah. What's wild is they're both neck and neck for yards and touchdowns, and that mm -hmm. could be changing every week. And then if it ends up being like a Sunday night football and they're both throwing for like 400, man, that could be wild. It's for sure going to be fun to watch. I just hope I get a chance to watch it. Man, <laughs> I hope I get 
one thing I appreciate about you is you actually watch football. Like I'm always surprised at the amount of football players that don't watch. I used to be in that category. I'm not gonna lie to you, but I, I I've over the years, the last couple of years, I've definitely fell in love with the game even more. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm eating, sleeping, breathing it. I'd definitely rather watch watch games than probably watch film, which is the same thing. But it's just I think the commentary is just makes it that much better and easier to watch. You know, yeah. it's not boring. I know. I think we talked about this before, but like, when did it when did it click for you? When did it, when did all of the pieces start making sense uh, for you to take your stuff to the next level? I think. When we first talked, I think I, I said that it clicked at like different different times for me. The first time was like um, my rookie year when I, I started the last five, six games and I did a hell of a job. So I took that attitude into the offseason, came back, and that's when I got the accolades from Vaughn and the high praise from Vaughn. And after that, it clicked again. I'm like, yeah, I can do this. I can play, I can play this game at this level with anybody. Um, and then when I got to the Patriots and I'm playing – Left side, left side full time for the first time since junior college, and then I'm looking at, um, I'm 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 blocking Brady's blind side, and I only gave it one sack. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it clicked again, and then it was one instance. It was one instance where I I went to. It was after a day of work. I went to the post office in New England, and it was the week we played the Chargers. Uh, it was after that first round by. So this and, is uh, Bosa and Ingram coming to town. They just stopped uh, Lamar Jackson, I think. Yeah, and yeah. they were. Um, the I'm. It's supposed to be like you're supposed to be a New England fan, and they're telling they telling me like, you guys got your hands full this week with, with Bosa and Ingram. I'm like, what? So, in my mind, like the whole ride back home, which was a short ride, it was only like three minutes of the road. But I'm telling myself, I'm like, nah. I get back to the crib, I'm still telling myself, I'm like, nah, like all that humble shit is out the window. You know what I mean? Like it's it's time, like, and it's it's perfect timing for me because it's a contract year. Nobody is playing but me, all eyes are on me. You know what I mean? So I just took full advantage and, and I, I was the highest graded tackle offensive lineman in the playoffs yeah. that, that, and in the Super Bowl, so. Uh, I don't know what's next, but I'm, I'm gonna keep getting better for sure. I got a, I got a, a lot of years left in me. You have that focus right now, where it's not about you're trying to achieve one thing other than a Super Bowl, but it's more because you already got one. But it's more about continued excellence and and continue to build the greatness, and that's where it gets exciting. Because then right. it's not about proving anything to anybody. It's like, we're going to look up at the end and go, holy crap, look at all the things I did. Exactly. Um, it's it's uh, crazy because my, 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 my best friend, Husani upstairs, he, we talked about this yesterday. He was like, so how you, how you stay hungry, bro? Like, after you got the contract, you got the ring. Like, what's, what's next for you? And he, was, he was talking about the Hall of Fame and stuff like that. Of course, uh, the Hall of Fame is a dream for sure. Um, even though that's in the hands of everyone else, I can, I t like I told him, I can only do my best to, to keep getting better and, and do my job um, and just keep balling. If they notice, they notice. If not, they don't. But um, winning, winning Super Bowls and, and getting paid is, and, and, and just leaving a legacy, 
uh, for myself, my kids, and, and their, their kids. Uh, that's what it's all about for me. And just keep continuing to make my parents proud. Uh, if you're not following Trent Brown on Twitter, you're missing out. His Twitter handle is at Trent. Congratulations. There's a lot of trends in the world. Somehow you got it. I don't know how you did it. I probably get about 10 DMs a day talking about, let me buy your, let me buy your ad name. How much are you selling this for? Uh, but the reason you need to follow him is because every now and then I'll read a tweet, I'll laugh and go, who sent that? And I'm like, oh, it was Trent. Uh, you had one uh, yesterday. I swear you can tell if a motherfucker can cook by how they shake that stuff. <laughs> listen, hey. <laughs> hey, listen. You got to have it. You, if, that wrist got to be quick. Like, if you go like that right now, you good. So but if you, you see something... You can't cook one, but damn, you feel me? So if you see someone with a quick little wrist action, okay. Dude, were you watching somebody's season that made you tweet that? It was random as hell. I don't know how that shit came into my mind because it was late as hell that night. But I just, that shit just hit and I was just like, fuck it, I'm going to tweet it. Uh, here's a really good one. Uh, somebody posted a peach cobbler pound cake and you just put the gif of the... Ooh. So you're, like, you're like me. I go on social media and look at food. That's genius. Everybody loves, well, not everybody, but for the most part, if you're from the South, you eat peach cobbler and you eat pound cake. And to put them together, <laughs> uh, Let me see. I'm just going to scroll through and see if I can find one more. Um, see, and that, but you also have some that they're messages to people, and I don't know who those people are. Uh, so I'm just like, I don't know who the jig is up for, but whoever they are, they're in <laughs> nah, that was that's the insider between me and my partners because uh, there's some, some crazy, some crazy funny shit that happened uh, like last week, week before. And uh, Tiller, Andrew Tiller, my partner, uh, who I've been, we've been training together for the last two summers, um, but we played together too in San Fran. Right. FYI, uh, my dog is ready to be signed. You know what I mean? Like if anybody need a guard out there, either side, we need, you know what I'm saying? We can make this shit happen for sure. My dog ready. All right, we I got, got two more. Up. I got two more here that are really making me happy. Um, okay, oh, where did it go? I want to save that other one for last. Um, okay, now this is my favorite one. I'd be wishing I could still flip sometimes. Because when I was younger, like I ain't been able to flip since I was like nine years old, but when I was younger, the people don't know this, but the first the first sport I participated in was gymnastics. Stop. I swear. You're talking Nine, six eight, three fifty. Trent Brown was a gymnast. What kind of what were we doing? Pommel horse rings, balance <laughs> beam. I mean, it was it was really just a free for all type of class every Saturday morning at the uh, YMCA. But I was it was balance beams, uh, the rings. What is it? What Everything in there, really. And were you doing a standing flip, or was it one of those things where an adult would be behind you and, like, flip you over? Nah, as I got older, I got better. Like, I could do pretty much everything. I wasn't advanced. Like, I'm always amazed by those people that can just be in the air for, like, 12 seconds doing oh, all man. these things, shit like that. But, nah, I was I was really uh, just little regular flips, you know, from the, from the cartwheel to the back flips and stuff like that. Never did a standing back flip, though. If you were to try and do that now, what do you think would happen? Shit, I'd probably die. 
I promise you, if I follow my neck, it's over with. <laughs> I, I'm sitting over here going, little little Simone Biles and big Trent Brown. If we can figure out a way to do like dual gymnastics, that would that would blow up the internet, man. I can do it on, on the trampoline, though. You could do I a flip he... on the trampoline? Yeah. When you go on the trampoline, how close to the ground does it get? Well, I haven't been on a trampoline in years either, so I don't know. God, your Twitter is so great. I got to acknowledge that Rolls truck because I had an Acura. Man, oh, I love cool. it. Um, all right, so now my, my mission for you is to go find a trampoline and let's get that video on the internet and let it blow up real quick, if you can. They got to be a sturdy one. It was so, like, in this draft, there was a kid uh, out of Louisville, Makai Becton, who I think is like 6'6", 300, and everyone's talking about how huge he is. And I was like, you guys know how big Trent is, right? Nah, we, I'm not that much bigger than him, though. I met him because we, we, we got the same trainer, Duke. Our line trainer, oh, Duke. Oh, Duke anyway. is the man. Yes, sir. Matter of fact, it's uh, O-line masterminds this weekend. Shout out to my dog, Duke. Okay, so first tell me about Makai. You met him in person, and is there a fraternity of, like, really big left tackles or right tackles? Because the, like, there's not a lot of guys that are like you. It's not. Um, but I think I, I came I, – I went up there just to talk to, to the group, and then Duke pulled me aside and wanted, to talk, wanted me to talk to him, especially just because, you know, like, pre-draft, everybody's trying to shit on you because of your weight and all this and that. But I just told him, like, bro – if you can ball, you can ball. He ended up going, he went top 10, right? So uh, I think he went, yeah, I think he went nine, 11. I think he went 11 of the Jets. Yeah. But I'm like, fuck all that weight. Don't let nobody put a number on your game. You know what I mean? Like, if you can ball, you can ball. And just, just I mean, of course, maintain it. Is, but like, don't let them folks tell you, like, or let them get in your head about your weight and all that. Like, just ball, bro. Like, don't, don't let them. Cause that's, that messed with me early on in my career when people were trying to tell me like, oh, you need to be this way. And they were like on my ass week in, week out. Like you need to be here, here. Like I wasn't even like, I wasn't, I ain't had the proper energy. I wasn't able to eat right. Cause I'm, I'm trying to make sure I make weight. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm towing the line every week. You feel me? So it's like, fuck it, bro. If you get fine, you get fine. You got the bag. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I remember even when you got traded to the Patriots, people were like, we're unsure of his discipline. He, if he eats too many hamburgers, he might eat himself out of the league. And they were saying the same thing about the whole eat themselves out of the league. It's like, no, these guys have just special body types that require Literally. different food. Like I can, I can, I can, I, I'm more athletic than probably A good, I'm gonna say 90% of the offensive linemen in the NFL. I've seen your footwork, you move. Right, like, so, fuck them. That's what I, <laughs> I love it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, I was, I'm not gonna lie, man, I was a little bit worried because sometimes players have a reputation. And one of them is Richie Incognito. After everything that happened in Miami and all that stuff and uh, just comments in the past, what it, what do I not know about that guy that allowed you guys to all be on the same team and, and it to work out? I think people got the wrong, like super wrong idea about him, period. Like as soon as he came in, he was working his ass off. You know what I mean? He's getting in and in, in work with the guys, like helping the young guys 
You know what I mean? I think, and I think he played a big role in um, Colton coming along last year. And I think we'll, we'll continue to see that maturation, maturation go happen this year uh, as we go into year three for him. Um, but he definitely is a huge part of our offense, huge part of our team. Um, he's, and he's another one of those older guys, OGs on the team that you look up to because um, the guy's been doing it forever. And I, I mean, if you look at the film last year, he played an all, at an all-pro level at, what was it, year 13, 14 mm. or something as a, like, as an offensive guard. Like, he's literally banging and dogging people week in and week out. Like, Richie is a dog. And, like, I mean, who doesn't have, like, their own vices? But Richie is a good dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, ain't nobody perfect. You know what I'm saying? But Richie is a good dude. It's funny you bring up Colton. Colton gets shit on by a lot of people too. And I feel what what do you see from his development right now? I like I told like I told Colton, like, bro, you got all the tools you need. You're he's athletic as shit too. Yes, he is. You know what I mean? And and like all you need is the the confidence in yourself. And that's I think that was my biggest thing for him. Like when I when I first got there, I'm just I'm I'm talking speaking life into him and speaking life into his game. Like I'm helping him out, him and Brandon. And I'm just trying to help him out, tell him like, bro, you can do this. You know what I mean? That's all you need is somebody to speak life into you. And then like how I carry myself and like, you gotta, like in this game, you gotta carry yourself. Like, you know, a motherfucker can't fuck with you. Hmm. Yeah, because if you doubt it for a second, that's when they take your life. Right. And, And that's when all the reports and all that take your life. You know what I mean? So you just gotta, you gotta believe in yourself. Like I told you when I, when I, when we first met, all you need is yourself and God. That's it. Are you, you in Vegas I mean? right now? No, I'm in Texas. Okay. Um, has how has that process been? The move? How involved have you been with that? Uh, luckily, I got a good team around me. I've been I've been able to be pretty hands off with it, and I've been been able to stay pretty focused on um, training and, and being a dad. So this offseason has been great. Honestly, I've been there. The time, and I'm so glad we didn't have OTAs because the time we would have usually, you know what I mean, been wasting in OTAs, like. Yeah, walkthroughs and stuff you already knew, yeah. Like I was able to like be here with my kids and I spent hella time with my kids and I really just enjoyed that shit, honestly. It's been the best off season I've ever had. I love that. That's, cause it, that's a positive way to look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot, you have a very strong team. You have a bunch of guys that have been with you for a long time. I'm not worried about you in Vegas. I'm not really worried about a lot of the players in Vegas. I'm worried about all of the crews in Vegas because while you're playing, they're going to be up there in the suites being like, listen, man, I'm real, I got a hot hand. Like what, how pumped is your crew to be in Vegas next year? I mean, we, we are pretty pumped to be out of Cal- high ass California. That's number one. <laughs> what do you mean? High ass California. State taxes was whooping our oh, ass. Oh yeah, high ass cost of living for no reason. But um, we're all pretty pumped for it. No, none of us gamble, so I mean it's gonna be pretty regular for us. We all country boys, just gonna be in Vegas. That's it. Okay, that's it's good. cool. Vegas is way more slow paced than the Bay too, so that's more more of our style. People, I think people exactly. Yeah. People have an idea of Vegas as the Strip, but like. Everyone I've ever met that's really living in Vegas, they're very chill. They're very relaxed. Mm-hmm. And they're a little bit like you. You know, they have an outside rap that people think about them. But once you really get to know them, you see the true person there, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, man. You got anything for me? 
You were going to say something. Whatever that was, go for that. New. What's new? Talk to me. What's new, man? NBA, uh, bro. Um, um, are you are you in Florida? No. So I'm going to be – I'm in New York right now. I'm going to do the next few TNT shows in New York. And then in August, I'm actually going to Atlanta. And I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bit scared. Apparently, they're not really wearing masks that much in Atlanta. So, you know, New York, we're masked up. Man, listen. They ain't doing <laughs> Atlanta is They probably open. had hookah bars and stuff, you know? Man, everything in Atlanta is open. I know. That's why I'm a little bit nervous. So I'm going to... I'm just going to leave the airport, go right to the hotel, and then go to the set and hang out with D-Wade and just, like, not deal with anything. So on the with TNT, do you work with Shaq? Yeah, of course. Yeah, how is that? So Because I once, and I was surprised that, like, I mean, I know he's older now, but he's, he's not that much bigger than me. So it really put into perspective for me how big I am. That's very funny. Because I <laughs> – it's funny, like, I'm 6'2". And a lot of people, when they meet me, they're surprised that I'm as tall as I am. But because I'm on TV with Shaq, people are in my mentions being like, look, you're so short. You got to be so angry. that I'm like, no, Shaq is just the biggest human being I've ever stood next to. And we're all short next to Shaq. Yeah. Did it make you feel comfortable to be next to Shaq? To ha- like, had you ever felt smaller than somebody like that before? Nah. It's crazy because like... We were damn near out of eye, and I'm like, I just knew Shaq was tiring over me too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, he's he's uh, seven foot. You're what six eight? Six nine. I'm sorry. I they don't. I don't know why they won't give me my inch, man. They won't give me my inch. Yeah. Nothing. Go to the PR people and be like, I need to get remeasured for the the media guy. I've been telling these people this for forever. All right, new campaign. Give Trent Brown his inch. He needs to be 6'9". What are you, like 6'8 and three quarters? Or are you really, you're over the marker? No, I'm like 6'9 and 1'8". Wow. Yeah. You know Kevin Durant is like actually seven feet, but he wants to be 6'10 or 6'9 or something like that? I've seen him before, like, and I'm like, there's no way in hell you're 6'11". He's probably the tallest dude in the NBA. You ever see like what his feet look like? They're huge. It looks like hockey sticks. Um, another guy that's super tall is um, I can't even think of his name. He plays for the Sixers. Oh, Joel Embiid. Yeah, and he's also one of those guys. He's just he's like dense too. He's just a huge guy. So is this what happens? You walk in and you see other big people and you just look at each other and you're like, what's up, man? <laughs> Kinda, but I, I saw him when I, uh, last year, uh, when D-Wade played his last home game in uh, Miami, I took my dad down. We, we sat courtside and we were there while they were warming up and stuff. And it was like, I'm like, dang, he really that tall. Like it's, that's one person whose height is not fudged, but a lot of them other guys, their height is fudged. Like Al Horford is probably like six, nine for real. Mm. Who, who's your favorite NBA players? KD. Really? And Kawhi. KD and Kawhi. Yeah. I think I got, I think I got one because I've been, I've been getting into cards lately, man. And I'm telling you, there's a lot of money to be made. And I got this bad boy. This is one of my prized. I got the KD refractor in the Sonics. How long do you, how long do you think it'll be before there's an NBA team in Vegas? Mm. 
it's tough because I don't think the NBA is looking to expand. And I know that there's a lot of other, like if they put an NBA team in Vegas before they put one back in Seattle, I feel like people would get very upset. I don't know. What do you think? So do you, I mean, isn't there talks about like, OKC is not doing as well or they don't really like the market out there? It's tough because the, the fans are super passionate, but like when you look at how big the cities are, it's not up there. But then again, like it's, I think it's the same size city as New Orleans and we got a basketball and a football team there. So I'm not sure. Mm. But they got the summer league in Vegas. So they're used to having basketball. They've been trying right. to get NBA in Vegas for a long time. And you got the WNBA team out there. You got the hockey team, you got baseball, even though it's not uh, major, but still. Yeah. All right, so I KD. I, I, I don't know. I, I definitely feel like within the next 10 years, we could see, we could definitely have a team in Vegas. Well, you're getting there at the right time. Have you, like, have your people started talking to people in the city and being like, how could I become Mr. Vegas right now? Like, and really champion this? Yeah. Nice. They started that last year. <laughs> nice. Definitely. Um, I, got, I got one more. I just got to check up on my little bro. Uh, how, how's Jonathan Abram doing, man? Is he talking your ear off? Well, everybody makes this face when I mention his name. Oh, no, nah, that's my, that's my dog. Like <laughs> he, like we, uh, we kick it pretty tough. Um, but that's my, that's my dog. We, we do, we done, we done hung out and, and did a lot together. Um, he's a really good dude. Friend. He just, he don't, he don't turn it off ever. But you, but you know what? You got to respect that and you got to love it. When, you, when somebody's the same person all the time, you know what I mean? Like, that's that's what you got to respect because everybody's not the same person all the time. You feel me? And when you find individuals that are. I haven't told this story. I went out I went out to dinner with John and uh, had, a, had a few other friends there having a great time. And I thought we were going somewhere. And I get into a car with some of his friends. He goes, hey, man, I got a team meet and I got to go. And I'm like in the car with his friends. And I was like. I don't know any of these people, John. Why are you leaving me with them? <laughs> but that's who he is. He's a good guy. He all, he all, he around good people all the time, though. Yeah, it's yeah. that. I think it's the southern in him. It's the southern yeah. hospitality. Yeah, for sure. I think that's why we click too, though. But him, for sure, him. Like these, these my little bros. Really, that whole rookie class. Them all my little bros. Like, and I. That's that's the kind of OG I wanted to be on the team. You know what I mean? Like I wanted, to, I never when I, I always knew when I was a younger guy, because I didn't have nobody. You know what I mean? Besides Tiller, you know what I mean? That really could show me the ropes and come talk to go talk to about anything. But I wanted I wanted to make sure I'm that guy for any for any young guy. You know what I mean? Really anybody to come holler, just holler at me about anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Why you just want to talk? You want to kick shit? Whatever. Like we can do that. It's whatever, you know what I mean? So much was made about that class with Crosby and Abram and um, uh, Cleland. Uh, and I'm, I know I'm forgetting another one of those first round picks. I mean, I know Renfro, but like, did you feel like an injection of that young energy with that class last year? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Because like, especially like I, I got a good, a good, <clears throat> a good eye for, uh, Max and and Cleveland, like so, I saw them every day because we go against each other every day. You know what I mean? And them boys, they young, they full of energy. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm like, damn, y'all boy, hold up, now. <laughs> like let me, I got to come to practice with it every day. You know what I mean? Which is good. It's good for everybody because them boys don't turn it off. And I love that. Yeah. Uh, I guess I got to ask about one of my guys. 
Uh, I'm asking just Mahomes cop in the five Oh three. I know he's in the division. I see you, you, you blink your eyes real slow there. It it's good. It's gotta be good for the league, but I, I'm curious what, what you thought when it popped on your phone. Well, I, I think the first notification I saw was uh, they didn't, they didn't disclose the number, but we saw the 10 years 10 and me years. and my brother, me and Till were like, it got to be something like half a bill. You know what I'm saying? And lo and behold, after, when it's all said and done, it's definitely half a bill. I'm like, shit, like, what they going to do? They got to pay everybody. So you know I actually I think it's interesting because I, the one thing I don't like about the NFL media is they love to put out one number, even though that's not the guarantees and it's not real. And they, they try and almost make the player feel bad for taking so much. With Pat, what was so interesting is the media the next day was saying that Pat should have gotten more. Oh, he's only getting like less than 40 a year. He could have gotten more. And I'm sitting there going, maybe Pat didn't break the bank because he wants Chris Jones on his team. Maybe Pat didn't break the bank because he wants Tyron Matthew or Sammy Watkins. And and it's like it's like you guys, we we Raheem Mostert, I want to be traded. And people are like, why wouldn't you want to play for Kyle Shanahan? And it's like, maybe because I'm not making a million dollars a year and I ran for 200 yards in the playoffs. I he really became their premier back last year. Yeah. So when they counted the most, too. I, I actually think the more I look at Pat's contract, I kind of think it might even be a team friendly deal to keep a lot of guys on the team, even though he it's a half a bill. I mean, He's playing the quarterback position, so signing that deal, 10 years, $503 million, like, he gonna get, he's going to get all of his money. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I, I, to an extent, it's team-friendly, but to an extent, it's not. Uh, I don't know how they're going to pay because they, they got a I lot hope, of guys. I hope they bring back my guy, Travis Kelsey, too. I hope there's enough money for that because, man, I, I, I've told this story before, and I don't think to you, but, like, I remember – I was, I was hanging out with both of them and, I, and we were drinking and I talked to him each separately. And Travis was like, man, do you know what it's like to have a quarterback like this? And Mahomes was like, man, do you know what it's like to have a tight end like this? And, you know, it's kind of like you talking about like Rodney and, and, and what it's like with, with um, your other O-lineman, like Gabe, like Gabe Jackson. It, you can lose those pairings so quickly. You can have it for one year and be like, man, we're going to do this for the next five years. And then who the hell knows? Like to have that for a few years is special. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I think, I think, I, I think they'll figure it out. I hope they will. I mean, even though they're in the division, I don't give a damn. Like competition is competition. I, I, but I, I, I want to see everybody get paid. You know what I mean? That's like, I want to see right everybody get paid. I want, to, I, want to be, I want everybody to be able to take care of their family the best of their abilities, the best they can, and be able to do like special special shit for their loved ones. That's what that's what it's all about to me. I mean, Generational yeah. wealth. All right, last one for you. Um, I need you to help me with some scouting. Who were some, some D linemen last year that you faced that you don't see the media talk about a lot, but that you go, man, they, they could be a problem? <sighs> Played in eleven games. The season was a long time ago. Um, did you play in the Packers game? I did. Okay. I did. Um, because they got some dogs up front. They do. They do. 
Did you play in the Minnesota game in London? We played the Bears over there. Bears. Okay. Yeah. Did you play Minnesota though? There was that. Yeah, the what was it? What What was it like facing Daniil Hunter? Was he ever lined up on your side? Yeah, the whole game, pretty much. Like he's like. I think he gets talked about, but not enough. You know what I mean? Like I pick him every year to lead the league in sacks because I feel like he's just waiting to explode. He's a freak. Like six six, probably run a four four. You know what I mean? Like it's crazy. And we we match length, so and he's he's strong as hell too. Um, definitely probably the hardest matchup for me, just because. I from a from a length standpoint and athleticism, like it's all there. Yeah, because no one's gonna overpower you, but it's somebody yeah. like that that can meet your length and then also be a little bit quicker. That is dangerous. Right. Yep. All right, man. So, uh, you willing to go on the record and say the Raiders are winning the Super Bowl? You want to just get that out there? Fuck it. I need you to say it though. <laughs> <laughs> the Raiders are winning the Super Bowl. And that is how you end the podcast. Trent, you're the man. Follow this man on Twitter, at Trent, for amazing hilarity. The hair looks amazing. You want to lean in and kind of show off what we got right now? Man, I ain't even, ain't even finished yet. He just but the waves, it. though. See him? Ooh! Wow. See, him? See, I got the curls. <laughs> I got white waves. I got curls. I'll Good see seeing things. you, man. Seriously. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, if I'm in Vegas, we'll hang out. If you're in New York, do the same. For sure. All right, brother. Have a good one. Right. Thank you. And just like that, the baddest man on the offensive line, the NFL, Trent Brown. Man, Trent, you know, there are certain times where you look for those quotes that you can put on a graphic on Bleacher Report, and it says Trent Brown. It says the Raiders will win the Super Bowl. That's just, that's God-given. Um, great guy. I was blown away last year. There's there's a thing that happens sometimes where you're going to interview an offensive lineman. You don't know what it's going to be like. And you meet them and you, you see uh, the focus. And Trent has this unwavering positivity. He has this undeniable confidence that was not always there. And for those that don't remember the story, this is a guy that was, I believe, an undrafted player, if not a seventh round pick. Um, goes to the Niners, there's some coaching changes, there's disputes, and he was part of the Jimmy Garoppolo trade. And here he goes to the Patriots, and he mans their left side, and as he said, he's the highest-graded offensive lineman in the playoffs. The year they go and they win the Super Bowl, and uh, which one? The uh, 2018 Super Bowl, I believe. Um and then gets, I believe, a $66 million contract to go to the Raiders. And the people are saying he, that he was overpaid. And he goes out there and he gets elected to his first Pro Bowl. He is annihilating people. Like, I, I beg you to go on Twitter and just type in Trent Brown and click on videos and just watch him ragdoll people. But... He's kind of a guy that now, once you get that confidence, you don't lose it. Once you get that confidence, it's instilled. And now he's trying to put it into other people. I was reading articles where he's saying that the Raiders can do big things. And now right here on the Left Coast show, he says they're going to win the Super Bowl. The T-R-E-N-T Brown. That got me pumped. 
I am the L-E-F-K-O-E man. We will holla, holla, holla at you later. As always, Ingber's been running social at Leftco Show. If you got questions for Ingber, hit him up there. You can hit me up at Adam Leftco in pretty much all facts and forums, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you want. TikTok, I'm at Leftco, but I'm not dancing. So, sorry.